Hello everyone, it's Adam from Hooperfoot24 with another exciting episode of The Biz. It's my weekly look into the football industry. I like just wanting to have a look at all the different angles today and I'm joined by Jake Conway. Now Jake is an analyst in the academy at Norwich City, one of the new teams back in the Premier League this season. All very exciting over there. Jake, thanks so much for taking time out of your schedule to join us today. Hope everything's good over there. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, really good, thanks. Uh, everything's starting to open up a bit now as well, so everything seems to be going well, and hopefully this next coming season should be a good, exciting one. Yeah, fingers crossed for you. Fingers crossed for you. It's It does seem like... Britain's starting to get back to normal. Hopefully supporters will be back in soon as well. But how, I mean, how did you get started in the, the football industry? I mean, you're still a young lad, so uh, yeah. I guess the story's not as long as some of my guests. Yeah, so I've always played football since a very young age. Like my dad used to coach me when I was younger, did that quite a lot through. I was um, at Ipswich through some of their development programmes when I was younger as well. And I've always love football I suppose sort of the journey with the players still going on but not as serious as what I would have hoped when I was younger maybe and now sort of like looking it towards as more of like a career down different pathways and seeing which one is my favourite and hopefully going from there still got another two years left at uni so a bit more time to think about this and see where hopefully I plan to go in the future. Ah, cool. Well, I'll ask you a little bit about uni in a second. But as you said, you were involved in Ipswich when you were younger as a player. How did you balance, or how did your parents balance, playing football in the academy and keeping up with all the school life as well? How did that work out for you? Yeah, they were sort of both on different ends. So mum was always school's most important. Um, Dad was always, like, school is important as well, but obviously he's football through and through. He's from up north from Liverpool, so I had to follow that route the whole way through. And he's always, like, enjoyed the football. And it's like, yeah, a bit of both. But it was quite easy to do, to be fair. It wasn't too much. They were quite both understanding. I mean, how, how many times were you training a week? It was sort of three times a week. And then um, games on Saturdays. And then towards the end, when that sort of fell through, I was playing... Probably like five times a week. I was playing Saturdays for North, like my local team, and then playing Sundays in like the Alliance leagues, and then also training quite a few times a week. So that was Not good. But I suppose where football is sort of like your main passion, you're willing to do it as much as you can all the time. Definitely, definitely, I can fully agree with that. Um, so as you said, you're at, you're at university. So, I mean, come out of school, haven't done all this football. Why university? Why not so, straight into sport? I know. So when I was um, 16, I was at um, Sudbury Academy, which is one in Suffolk. And it was sort of deciding if I wanted to carry on with that or go and do the A-levels. And I think at the time, I think it's just a risk to sort of leave the A-level and like the academic route behind. I think I didn't really research into what the academies can offer with the BTEC and stuff. I think they're sort of becoming more widely sort of renowned now with universities starting to take a lot more BTEC students on. I think if I could go back in time, I would probably have actually stayed on the sport route and done that. Mm. I think at the time I was a lot more focused on A-levels and making sure I got into like the university I wanted to go to. I think that's why that decision came through that way. 
I was, yeah, I wanted to ask you there. Obviously, you're at Norwich now and that. Uh, I've, I've heard rumours, I'm not fully aware of it, but for academy players now, there's also an educational route that they do. So there's kind of this mixture of training in the professional environment and getting their academic support so they can continue career is that is am i am i right in yeah, yeah. so as one of my modules for university this year we had to look into the epp which is the program sort of around the academy footballs and what they can offer and one of like the main units of that is the education path so mm-hmm. they do all get offered edu- they well they have to do it they don't have a choice they have to do the education in between yeah, the six yeah. um in between 16 to 18 in that sort of bracket there so yeah they do have to obtain sort of a certain level of what they want to do and I think they offer different levels so if they wanted to do the A levels they can do them as well and sort of go from there I think I heard a story that um, like Wilfred and Didi the Leicester players he's getting a degree whilst playing football still as well so it shows that anything's pretty impossible uh, pretty possible if you are playing even at the highest level I suppose Ah, oh, definitely. I mean, that's great to see. Um, I mean, as as you were going through the A levels, were you given the information that you feel you you needed to sort of get yourself ready for the university route? And we, I mean, say when we were talking earlier, you know, when when I, when I was little, uh, nobody mentioned about sports related degrees, sports science, sports development, sports management, all of these sorts of things. And there wasn't really sort of the encouragement to p- pursue it. Is it different now going through the education process? Is there a lot more guidance for people who want to pursue a career in sport, uh, even if it isn't through the playing side of it? Yeah, I think definitely with like the UCAS and that, how easy it is just to type in sort of like sport, and then you can see like all the different degrees at all the different universities that come with that. I think to sort of get the proper taste of it is when you actually get to university. So I was lucky enough that my course leader on my course, her name's Julia, she's um, really informative and has got loads of information on like, all these different sporting jobs you can do because she's um, had quite a lot of experience with the FA as well. And like she's um, led quite a few students down different pathways. So when I came to university, I was lucky enough to sit down with her and have a chat. And she was telling me about all what the other students have been up to. And she said how um, a student in the year above me was at Norwich doing performance analysis there on a placement with the academy. And to be fair, I haven't really heard that much to do with analysis within football before Mm -hmm. coming to university. But when she was sort of talking it through and then she got me in contact with the guy that was doing it there in the year above, I spoke to him about it and... I was pretty desperate to get involved with it. Sounds like a different sort of thing that's pro- like the analysis of football is progressing year by year, getting more and more, I think, especially in every sport as well. So I think it's like a ever-changing sort of thing that I'll need. I think feel like I need to be a part of moving forwards. Definitely. So, I mean, how did, how did it all sort of start with Norwich? How have you, you know, been building the relationship with them? Yeah. So when I, I spoke to him at the start of my first year at university and he... There wasn't, because I spoke to him a bit later, there was no placements available at the time. So that's why I got in contact back at Ipswich and seen, even though it was a bit of a travel to get in there, I just wanted to go in like, even if it was just like one, two times every couple of months, just to have a look, see what it is, see if I was actually be interested once I was sat down at the computer trying to do it. And I was, and then when it came round this time at university, we have um, 
a lady who's in charge of sort of these chances like volunteering sort of placement opportunities around and I got an email saying that Norwich were actually sort of after someone coming on placement to help out so emailed sent in my CV sort of had a chat with Carl who was the lead analysis then and then sort of got involved like that and haven't really looked back since. Ah fair play to you I mean say you seem quite a proactive sort, sort of guy you know what what sort of skills do you think people need if they're going to be a success going down this route? I think the skill you need is it's like obviously when you look at jobs, even for graduate jobs when you're leaving university, most of them say they require a couple of years' experience. So I think, and like there's another good bit of knowledge I had coming that I learned straight away being at university was having a degree is good, but if I look, there's 80 other people on my course studying the same degree right now. We're all going to be few of us be going for the same jobs when we leave so a degree is good but it's nothing without the experience so I think you just need to be proactive be willing to join in and sort of put your hands out there in as many sort of different roles as you can even if it is just like placement going in like volunteering and stuff like in the long run it's definitely going to leave you in the best position to be able to get the job you want when you leave. Uh, agree with you agree with you I mean I assume all the all the sort of the positions that you've been talking about here they're all voluntary. You're not. You're not receiving any salary for it. Am I right there? No, not at all. Uh, I mean, the other thing you said there as well, sort of being proactive. Um, do Do you think schools these days prepare students well enough to be sort of proactive and having the confidence to ask, having the confidence to reach out to people? Is Is there a lot of guidance given these days for it? Um, I think. At university, there's quite a lot of guidance. I think when when I think back to my A-levels, I'd say they were actually, they were quite time-consuming and they were actually a, quite a bit like, challenging. So I think when during A-levels as well, it was a bit harder to get these roles. And I suppose that when you're at university, like most people have actually passed their driving tests and that, so you can drive yourself to these, which makes it a lot easier. But I think you have to be flexible, being able to sort of go in and help whenever they need the help sort of thing. So you don't need to be able to check if you can get lifts there and stuff. So I think it's more when you sort of leave college or sort of thing that in being proactive is the main thing. I think, especially when you're trying to sort of bridge the gap to then be able to get these roles afterwards, you need to sort of be able to be proactive and stuff. Whereas when you're leaving, maybe you leave school early and don't go and do your A-levels and stuff you're more sort of looking for like the apprenticeship schemes and that there. I don't think you're expected to have too much experience at the age of 16 because I suppose you're still quite quite young, like almost yeah. still a kid at that age. Yeah, fair comment, fair comment. Now let's talk a little bit about Norwich. I mean, obviously exciting, exciting season ahead. But um, from, from your side, what does, what does the role as, you know, academy analyst, what does that actually entail? Yeah, so... It's sort of working with each team. So there's me and another girl on doing the placement. So we take two teams. So we are mostly within the FDP sort of foundation range. So we do under nice tens and then 11s and 12s between us. So mm -hmm. it sort of involves every Sunday they'll play games. So it might be two of them will be at home. So we'll go in, film the game each. So luckily at Norwich, the equipment there is all first class really good so we get to sit sit in nice warm and sort of film the games using these ip cameras so you can control them with inside so like little ct cct tv ones that you can control zoom mm. in and stuff 
that's good. So you don't have to worry about getting cold. That's <laughs> oh, nice brilliant. That. And then whilst we're filming their games as well, we'll do the live coding. So we'll sort of say the number 10 gets on the ball, we'll press sort of like um, a button that will correspond on the laptop to him. So when they've all finished, they can look back, see when, so their clips will be individual to them. So they can see when they've been involved and then the coaches can use these to sort of form the development plans for the players to see where they want to improve. And then moving on up in the academy with the older age groups, they sort of record how many successful passes and that. And we also record sort of like corners and that. So then it helps the coaches, they can focus in on the certain ideas that need developing. But I think this gets more and more important, obviously, as you move up with sort of the groups we're doing now. I think it's just important that they can look back at their own clips and be happy. So I think it's not too important at this age. It's just making sure that they're sort of enjoying their football and getting the right balance in there. Definitely. So get this right. At the end of each game, each on the nine will get their own little like mini movie of 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 their individual game. So we use this soft. So there's loads of different software, but we can use this one called Huddle. So they have all got an account on there, and then they can access the. So they'll get tagged in clips, so they can see. So it won't sort of generate a movie itself, but they will be able to click on their name and see all the clips that they've been tagged in. So they'll be involved in the ball sort of in and around it that time when it says they've been tagged in it oh wow wow that's absolutely incredible I mean, yeah it's, yeah sort of the level of detail even at that age is quite amazing for me um i so I, how long how long is the placement for will you be there just for a season or are you hoping so to I stay done, there longer yeah so i done last season and there's been a bit of chop and change and we've had a new sort of Head Academy Analysis come in and luckily I've been lucky enough that he's said that do I want to come back in next year and I've like jumped at the opportunity hopefully without COVID there's going to be a lot more sort of opportunities going on and then the season's not going to be stop and starting so it should be quite good hopefully get involved a little bit more be able to go in a few more times and sort of experience it a little bit more moving forward so it should be really exciting times ahead. I mean, how's uh, speaking of COVID? How's how's that sort of affected your your progression in the game? Well, I mean, from the an, an analytics side, are you still able to do it even remotely from home in games and things like that? Are the ways to support the players? Yeah, so obviously they've had to keep it down to like only a certain amount of people in, and obviously the other older age groups are more important moving forward at this time. So. They were in a bit more, but luckily I've still got to go in every Sunday because that mm-hmm. was when the younger age groups were playing. So that was still was going in pretty much most Sundays whenever we weren't in lockdown. So that was still a good experience. And then was going in recording some of the training as well. So that was also quite lucky. But I think with the season keep stopping and starting, it didn't give you give me the proper opportunity to sort of get to know everyone's names because everyone wasn't in at the same time. All like the other staff and didn't get to learn sort of as much off some so I got luckily I got to work with someone called Charlie who works there and he was like brilliant knew loads of stuff and helped me loads but it's just like trying to talk with like all the other sort of roles around me and finding out a bit more what they sort of do because even though I love the analysis it's still not keeping any doors shut want to keep up as many as possible like maybe go down the coaching route in times to come when they're allowed to when we're allowed to start doing our coaching badges again and unfortunately they've been sort of postponed all year so, yeah, hopefully next year should be a lot more 
opportunities present. I wish you the best of luck for it. You mentioned there sort of the coaching side of it. I mean, what are you sort of hoping to achieve from your time at Norwich? Are you looking to try and sample the different departments within the club or is sort of that, the analytics and coaching the, the real sort of things that excite you? Yeah, I think so far the analytics sort of is the way I like, but I think it's just like being able to speak to the coaches, see what they think about moving. Obviously, we're going to be working for a very long time and I think as football interests me, if I can attempt to get my coaching badges done along the side and sort of maybe maybe move them after uni, help out maybe at some other clubs and get them done. And maybe if I do, I always do analysis for like however many years afterwards and maybe move down the coaching route afterwards. I think just love of football, as long as I can stay in around football, then it should be quite a good life career I've got ahead of me, hopefully. Uh, fingers crossed for you. I wish, I wish you all the best for it. I mean, it's great, as you said there, you know, so many different pathways now. Uh, I mean, for for younger people and even parents listening, would you encourage, you know, for for teenagers, shall we say, to to really sort of chase that that dream if if they want it, even if if, if you're a bit like me and uh, you, your football skills aren't the greatest, you can still, you know, to say there's so many pathways. Would you agree with that? Definitely, yeah. I think um, sort of, especially using LinkedIn as well, I think it's such a great way to connect with different people. Like all I did was type in like performance analysis and I've literally connected with so many different people that do it, all the different clubs as well. And it's like interesting to see all of their journeys, how they've started off. And then it's like I can try and mimic that hopefully and then end up with the same opportunities that loads of them have been having. So I think that's quite a good way to connect with people and learn different ways. Do you find when you reach out to the people in the football industry, they're, they're quite responsive and willing to support or is it a bit more sort of closed story? I think obviously you've got to be sensible. You don't want to be sort of meshing the ones that are in like the head roles right at the top because they're, they're busy, busy people. They're probably not going to have too much time spare to do it. They probably won't be checking all that. They'll probably be inundated with messages. So I think it's sort of picking and choosing, making sure you're looking for people that are in similar roles or have had similar progressions that way. And then just even by, if you connect with them, just like showing interest, sort of like liking, maybe like commenting on like the odd posts so they can actually see that you're interested and not just trying to like just use them for a chat actually making sure you're interested in their journeys and sort of how they're still going on I think that's quite important as well to make sure you're getting sort of the connection back as well definitely agree sort of that building that relationship with with the person that you're looking to connect with very important Mm stuff I think you've given some great advice there Jake I wish say I would I'll be back to university next month for you (laughs) uh how how many days are you in the university is it kind of a two two days on placement three days yeah so it it sort of depends what year so in first year I started off with four days a week and then after Christmas went down to three so quite lucky being in like Norwich the UEA the course is quite central to placement work as well so they do want you to go out and Mm. build your CV they've got quite a push on making sure that you'll be able to leave with sort of a job lined up and that's sort of the whole uni like that as well. They've got this um, organisation called Career Central. So you can sort of meet up with them there, help build TVs, look at opportunities, help you like form career paths and see what you need to do 
now, so that's quite good. So in the second year, I was in three days a week to begin with, which went down to two days a week after Christmas. But obviously, I haven't been able to maximise as much my time off with the placement roles with COVID being, I think we've been remote learning all year anyway. So mm -hmm. it hasn't been like getting in and being too challenging anyway. But they do like to give you like a few days off just to yeah. hopefully boost your connections around. Ah, God. I was say, I mean, I, I hope you enjoy the rest of the summer as well before before all that kicks, back, kicks off yeah. back in and nice after the season starts starting. I mean, thanks so much for giving us your time today. It's been been great insight, and it's it's great to see you know these these pathways that people talk about. You know, you're somebody that's actually on the journey going through it, and I think it's sort of great inspiration for others that yeah, these pathways they do work and these educational yeah. routes they do work and it's you know great thing is as well you're getting a degree to back you up no matter yeah. what yeah and then like the one last thing to add as well is most of the universities also offer like a year abroad so yeah. lucky enough in i was supposed to go september this year it's normally in your third year but now it's been moved back to my fourth year i'm going to america for the year so even though i missed uh -oh. out on that chance to do it maybe within the footballing routes and go over there and maybe try and sort of do it that way they still the universities will offer you a chance and like have high hopes to go over there and hopefully play football at quite a high standard over there in america and maybe learn obviously their sporting world's massive and sort of very commercialized and stuff oh, so that yeah. would also be quite an interesting year to explore as well so i think the universities will offer a lot more than maybe some people are first told I agree with you. I agree with you. Well, it's been, been say it's been great today. Uh, people who want to follow your story or connect with you, uh, listening to you, uh, where's the best place for them to connect with you? Yeah, so Twitter, LinkedIn, either. I'm quite responsive on both, so either of them. What's your Twitter handle? Uh, I think it's Jake Conway zero two. Okay, there we go, and. Uh, yeah, say thanks, thanks a lot for that. Now it's that's it for today, everyone. Of course, I'm Adam at Ukrafot24. You can follow me across all the social medias as well. But till next time, it'll be going to be another great episode and looking into this wonderful industry that we all enjoy. But till then, take care, stay safe, and goodbye for now. <laughs>